thank you for this evening, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity that we have, O oh Lord, to come again, Lord, in your presence, Father. Lord, we desire, O oh Father, nothing but to see you this evening, O oh God, Lord. Father, for we know as we've sang the Lord, you are in this house, O oh Lord. But Father, not a house, O oh Lord, such as a building, but Lord, a house, O oh Father, that you've made, O oh Heavenly Father, of your own body, O oh God, and you've called it a bride, O oh Lord, and that is the house in which you dwell on this evening, Lord. And Father, we desire to come, O Lord, in humility, O Lord God, and with sincerity, O Lord. Father, desiring the Lord, you will speak to us tonight, O God. The Father, you will move, O Lord, in a supernatural way, Lord, not only in this building, O God, but Father, Lord, in anywhere, Lord, your sons and daughters are gathered, O Lord. The Father, you will move, O Lord, in this temple of flesh, O Lord God. The Father, you will strike and quicken that soul, O Father, that is within us, O Lord. Father, to bring life, O Lord, to bring, O Lord, your word, O Lord, to live again, O Lord. Father, we just surrender to you this evening, Lord. We want to just see you move, Lord God. Lord, I pray, oh, Father, you take me out of the picture, Lord. The Father, you will step on the scene, oh, Lord, this evening, oh, God. The Father, Lord, you will come and you storm, oh, Lord, God. Are you turn, oh, Father, in a situation around, Lord. The Father, in a sickness, oh, Lord. The Father, you reach down your hands and bring healing, Lord. Father, we look to you this evening, Lord. The Father, you may glorify your name. Lord, we surrender all that we are to you, oh, God. May you be glorified now, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Greet you all in the name of the Lord this evening. I'm sure glad to be here and uh, greet all those who are streaming. We thank the musicians. That's all the songs we've done for tonight. And uh, you know, the Lord God is, is he, He's present everywhere. Amen. And He's here tonight. But we also know that He's in a must and in our homes wherever we are. And we sure do appreciate the services last Sunday. Brother Ed and Brother Moses, that was wonderful. God bless you, really. really was a blessing. We were having a great jubilee in my room last Sunday morning, and it was a great time here as well in the evening. So we do thank the Lord for that, and we sure do miss one another. It's good to see, you know, once in a while someone pops in, and, you know, it's good to see. But, you know, we, I believe we'll see each other sometime. If not, here we'll see each other on the other side. Amen. Man, well, let's turn to the scriptures this evening, and we we'll turn to the book of Acts. Amen. We we'll turn to the book of Acts this evening, and we want to read Acts chapter one, read from verse four to verse eight, and then we we'll go to Revelation chapter three, and we we'll read verse fourteen. Amen. Acts chapter one, from verse four. The boy who says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, would thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the season which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall receive and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea 
and then Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Amen. And let's go to Revelation chapter 3, verse, verse 14. Familiar scripture we know very well. Talking about the Laodicea church age. It says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodicea write, These things say at the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Amen. You may have your seat. Amen. And let's just kind of carry on with the last topic we had on stand. But tonight our title is A Witness. Amen. A Witness. Hallelujah. I believe that we all desire to be a witness. We all desire to be a witness of the power of God. Because our God is all-powerful. Amen. Our God is almighty. Amen. Our God does not look at circumstance, does not look at situation. The only thing that he looks at is that he is God. Amen. And I believe that's the way that the believer ought to see him, that he is God. Amen. Regardless of conditions, regardless of situation, the believer must see the Lord to be God, that he is the same yesterday, he is the same today, and he is the same forever. Amen. Now the Bible said in Revelation that he is, he is the faithful and true witness. Amen. In the Laodicea church age, in the church age book, Brother Branham says, now we think the word witness. Well, that word is the, is the one we get the word martyr from. The Bible speaks of Stephen, Antipas, and, and other martyrs. And they were martyrs. They were also witness. Jesus is a faithful martyr. The Holy Ghost is the witness, is the witness to that. The spirit bear record. The world hated Jesus. It killed him. But God loved him and he went to the Father. The proof that he went to the Father is the Holy Ghost that is the Holy Ghost came. If Jesus had not been received of the Father, the Spirit will not have come. Amen. So what is witnessing that Jesus is a faithful and a true witness is the coming back of the Holy Ghost to the church. Amen. The Bible said that he he is the beginning of the creation of God. Now we can go in depth of that, but if you want to write down the scripture, Colossians 1 verse 9 to 19, you can read that and, and really speaks about, you know, the beginning of the creation of God and Brother Branham speaks about it as well in the message and Noah did not. So he really expounds a lot on that. We won't be going deep on that side. But you know, it says that he's the beginning of the creation of God. Amen. Why? Because he was, he was, he was created for a purpose. And that purpose was what? To carry out a redemption plan that God had. Amen. Because there were a people right from the beginning that was with him. Amen. But because of the fall, these people have lost the inheritance. They have lost what was theirs. Amen. But God had in mind and God had a plan that he was going to bring them back to the very place where they were and hence before even the foundation of the world he, there was a lamb that was slain for the people for, for him to be a witness to return these people back to where they belonged amen but you see the redemption plan wasn't only for them to be redeemed but a redemption plan was there for, for them also to become witnesses amen to become witnesses that he is alive forevermore that he is living in a body that he hasn't changed amen 
amen, that his power is still the same, amen. You see, God doesn't always have to be on the earth to prove that he is God. But God just have to have one person on the earth to prove that he is God. And I believe that in this day, in this age, he's got that one person on the earth. And that is you. And that is me. And you sitting on your couch or wherever you are, you have been called to prove that God is still God. Amen. Amen. And in witnesses, he says, in order to be a witness, a witness must be, must be qualified. Amen. He said in the courts of the Supreme Courts, he said in all the courts of justice, a witness must be first examined. Amen. Before he can be a witness. Amen. So Brother Branham is saying that a witness must be qualified and he must be examined. Amen. And we know that our Lord Jesus Christ, the true and faithful witness, the first one that came. Amen. You see, he was qualified and his qualification was the virgin birth. Amen. You see, he was examined at Pilate's court, and there was no fault found in him. Amen. And he was also the lamb. Amen. He was bruised. Amen. He was wounded. Amen. He had lashes, and in all of it, he said not a word. Why? Because he was the lamb. Amen. Hallelujah. But the most important thing of it all, that after his crucifixion, he rose again. Amen. He rose again because his purpose was not over. Because his work as a faithful witness was not over. There were a people that he was calling to carry on that work as a witness. Amen. And he said, so he gave this commission to the disciples, all the 120, that they should go away at Jerusalem until they were qualified to be witnesses. Amen. He said they can't be witnesses until they have had an experience. And when they have an experience, then they become a witness automatically because they are born again. And all of the things of the world, all things have passed away and all things have become new. Then you become a witness unto Jesus Christ. Amen. And you see, if the bridegroom had to be qualified, then the bride also has to be qualified. Amen. And the qualification of the bride as a witness today is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And if the bridegroom had to be examined, then the bride also has to be examined. Amen. And the bride will be examined with test them with trials and different things but there's one thing that is sure that she is going to stand amen hallelujah that she is going to stand see Jehovah had a bride those are the children of Israel, amen. And they were called to be a witness. They were called a witness of the seven redemptive powers of God, amen. And they were doing the work just as, as good as they could, amen. And God gave them also qualification, and that was the sign of the circumcision, amen. And with that sign of circumcision, I tell you, there was no devil that could stand in the way of the children of Israel so far as they were listening to their captain, amen. So far as they were following the word, so far as they were obeying the commandment of the prophet that was sent to them on that day, there was no devil that 
that could stand on the way. You can take, for example, Shamgar. See, he wasn't a warrior, but when he got to realize that day that he was circumcised, that he was the son of God, I tell you that he, he slew all those Philistines that was coming against him. You can talk, talk about Samson. You can talk about many of them. See, they had a sign. They had a qualification, but they had to stand by the word. And by that word, they could defeat any enemy that could come their way. Amen. But what happened to them? They started to flirt with the world. They started to turn away from their God. And they started to worship gods that were not supposed to be worshipped. They started to listen to things that were not supposed to be listening. They started to watching the example of things that were not supposed to be watching. Amen. The example that they were looking at was not God's example. Amen. The gods that they were desiring to worship was not the living God. Amen. And there is a price to pay when you turn away from the Lord. Amen. And they started to flirt with the world until one day they were given up unto captivity. And David wrote in Psalm 127, amen. And he said, at the rivers of Babylon they sat and they wept. Amen. Why the victory had been taken away from them. They wept and they remembered Zion. Amen. He said that they hung their harps upon the willow trees. There was sadness in the camp. Why? Because their God has turned them into captivity. Amen. They were asked to sing a song of Zion. And they said, how can we sing the songs of the Lord in a strange land? See, they have gone into bondage. They have gone into captivity because they've turned away from the word of God. Amen. The victory was taken away from them. And I, but I believe that this evening... That is not what we want our witness to, we want our testimony to be. I don't believe we want our testimony to be like these people because they've turned away from the Lord. We don't want, I don't believe this is the time that we ought to have our joy hang upon some, some wall the tree. I don't believe this is the time that we ought to take off our joy shoes. I don't believe this is the time that we ought to let sorrow and sadness and gloominess creep into us. I believe this is the time that there ought to be a people that God to prove us a witness the God is still the living God. Amen. We had it on Sunday about our attitude, about our sincerity. Amen. If it is any other time that we ought to have the right attitude, I believe it is now. If it is any other time, we ought to have the attitude of joy. I believe it is now. The attitude of getting in the Word. I believe it is now. There is no time for sorrow. There is no time for sadness. There is time for joy because our God is in control. He's put you here to be a witness. He is God, regardless of the circumstance. He's God, regardless of the condition, regardless of any virus going around. He is still God. And we ought to act and prove that He is still God. Amen. He's looking for a people who will stand. Amen. And if there is any weight in your life, I believe it is time to lay it down. If there is any sin, I believe it is time to lay it down. Amen. And to start looking on the home, who is the true and faithful witness. Amen. And start looking to God, who is the order and finisher of our faith. Amen. Because while at that time there was weeping and wailing, and there was sadness going on at the rivers of Babylon. There were a group of people, amen, that they did not associate with that. 
But they purpose in their hearts, amen, that they were going to stand as a witness, amen. And they said, we are not going to be partakers of the king's, of the king's meat, and neither are we going to be partakers of the king's wine, amen. See, these people had purpose in their heart, that regardless of the condition, whether we're in captivity, whether we're in Babylon, it doesn't matter. Our God is still God. Amen. They purpose in your heart that they will not defy themselves. Witnesses 1953, Brother Branham said, God's never been without a witness. Amen. Now, here I want you to get this real close. God has never at any time been without a witness on earth. He's always had at least one man he could put his hand on. Say, that's my witness, amen. And I believe that this evening there are people in here, there are people in your homes that they can raise their hand and say, I want to be that one man who the Lord can say, that is my witness. Amen. Is that it come down to one man one time, and Job was his only witness, and Abraham in the land, but God had a witness. Somebody's going to witness for God somewhere, amen. But you see, as they made your stand to say that they were not going to defile themselves with the tents of Babylon, see, the enemy came upon them because the enemy wanted to sort that. You see, he wasn't pleased with that. And when you make a stand, be sure that the enemy is going to come. Be sure that you're going to go to trial. Be sure that you're going to be tempted. But see, in all of it, they weren't looking at that. They were looking at your God. Amen. Amen. But they kept on looking at your God. See, whenever the enemy comes, amen, one thing you ought to realize is that God is allowing him to come. See, the, the devil cannot do anything unless God allows him to do it. You see, and if God is allowing him to do something, you know, you ought to realize that God knows you. And he knows how much you can take. And he's never going to give you more than what you can take. So whatever trial or testing that comes your way, one thing you ought to know is that you are an overcomer. Because whatever God is bringing, he's bringing it because he knows that you are going to overcome. He's never going to bring a trial to bring you into defeat. Whatever he brings your way, it is because he wants you to grow stronger. And he knows that you are going to come through a victorious amen and he continued to say in witnesses and every man that a witness for God will have to go through a fiery trial he said isn't it strange how God leads his people very strange just as soon as Jesus was baptized he went into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil amen he said just as soon as Israel come out under the blood, circumcised the Holy Spirit leading them in a form of a light right straight up to the Red Sea. And there, cornered, mountains on one side, desert on the other side. Pharaoh saw me coming and the Red Sea cutting them off. Amen. You know, some of us could be in that situation right now. And you've got mountains on your side. You've got a Red Sea in front of you. You've got the animal chasing you behind. But one thing you ought to realize that your God brought them there. It is God who brought the children of Israel there because he wanted to prove that he is a God who can make a way through the sea. Amen. He is not 
our chains. But for him to prove that, that he's a God who can do it, he needed a people who will come to that place. And if you want a trial, know that he needs you to come to that place because he wants to prove that there is no situation that is greater than him. Amen. He brought him there for a purpose that he could prove that he is still God. And it said the Red Sea caught on them off. God led him right up to that place. Why? To get glory. Then Moses prayed. Hallelujah. He said Moses prayed. And God told him to step right on down towards the Red Sea. Hold on a stick out front of him. And as he walked, the Red Sea moved from one side to the other. Right across the Red Sea. Why? God's path led them through. Amen. See, when the, the situation came, what did Moses do? Moses went down to pray. Amen. And when Moses went down to pray, the Lord said to him, Why are you crying to me, Moses? You speak the word. Amen. I believe there are times that we ought to speak the word. It doesn't matter what you've got in your hands. Moses had just a stick in his hand. You just take one scripture and you speak that word. I tell you, every mountain will move, every Red Sea, there will be a way made through it because he is God. Every single word of us has got power to defeat every enemy, has got power to bring down every mountain, to break every wall, to break down every chain. Let's not limit our God. Let's let him have the preeminence and prove himself that he is God. Amen. See, why does he bring you to the trial? He said to get glory. Amen. The trial has come for him to be glorified. That you can stand as a witness. Amen. How does he get glory? He gets glory by bringing you deliverance. In Hebrews 13, 5 says... For he had said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake you. Psalm 46 verse 1 said, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Psalm 55 22 says, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Amen. Exodus 14 14 said, the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Joshua 1 9 said, he has he not commanded you be strong and of good courage be not afraid neither be dismayed for the Lord thy God is with thee which is forever thou goest amen that is his promise that is his word and if you will stand on that I tell you there is no demon that could stand before you if you stand on that there is no Red Sea that you cannot cross because he is God he said that he will be there Amen. He's looking for a witness. Amen. Brother Abraham said, you say, well, if God told me like he did Joshua, I would have some courage too. But he says, he told every believer the same time. I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. I'll never leave thee, nor forsake thee. He said, courageous. He said, let's go take the promise then. God gave us the promise. Let's be a real witness, amen. Let's go take that promise. He's given it to us, amen. So what did they do? 
see these two boys, these, these, these three boys. You know, this is decided that they were going to stand as witnesses. And the enemy come and tries them and they throw them on the fiery furnace. Amen. And they throw them on the fiery furnace and they hit the furnace seven times harder. See, the devil, you know, whenever he got a hand, an apple hand on something, you know, he tried to push everything he can in it. You see, and perhaps in hell they must have been rejoicing. In hell they must have been thinking we're going to get rid of these people. But you see, Brother Branham said as there was something going on on earth, there was something else that was going on in heaven. Amen. See, if he said that he's never going to leave you, nor forsake you, remember one thing that his eye is always going to be on you. Amen. So wise, there was all that going on on earth. There was a scene that was moving on in heaven. And Brother Branham said, I can see God. He said, sitting on the right hand and looking down. Amen. And he said, as he's looking down, he said, one of the angels come up to him. And he said, I am Gabriel. Amen. And he said, he came with a sword in his hand. And he said, since the day you created me, I've always been by your right hand. And he said, whatever you told me, I have done it. Amen. And he said unto him, have you looked down to your people this morning? They are about to go into the fiery furnace. And the Lord responded back to the angel and said to him, I have been watching them all night. Hallelujah. See, his eyes have not gone away from those boys. He was watching them all night. He was watching their faithfulness. He was watching the, the, the ability and their faith in the word of God. Amen. And Gabriel said to him, let me go down. And I would change the picture straight away. And I said to him, Gabriel, I know that you can do it. But he said, I cannot let you go, Gabriel. And I believe down in hell they were looking. And they were thinking we're going to drown these believers. They might have been looking and they were thinking we're going to drown these young people. You know, they were thinking they had an experience. Well, now they're sitting down at home. We're going to drown them. But as they were thinking that, and as they were making their plans and trying to do something to deceive or to bring down the believer, God was looking up and down from heaven. Amen. And he was making a plan. God was looking down in heaven and he was watching the faithfulness of his children to see are they going to stand the trial? Are they going to stand the test at this time? Amen. Are they still going to be faithful? Amen. And he was looking down. And you see, Satan taught. You know, he was getting the victory, but he started to laugh a little bit too early. Because up in heaven, the scene continues. Amen. And he said, here come another great mighty angel. And his name is called Wormwood. And he has the control over all the waters. Amen. And Brother Branham said, he lay prostrate at the feet of Jesus Christ. And he asked him, he said, have you seen your children? They are about to go into the fire. Amen. And he responded the same way. And he said unto them, I've been watching over them. And one was said unto him, you see, I have the power. You see, I can go down to Babylon right now. And I can wash Babylon off of, off of the face of the earth. And I tell you, he can come and wash this world off of the face of the earth. Amen. And Brother Branham said, I believe that Wormwood could have done it. Amen. He said, you know, and Wormwood started to give the law some testimonies. And he said, you know, that day in the Antediluvian, when you sent me down, I went down and I washed everything out of the face. You see, let me go back down and I'll wash Babylon off the face of the earth. But the law looked at Wormwood and he said, Wormwood, I am very sure that you can do that. But I still cannot let you go down. 
See, because this case was special, amen. This wasn't just another case, amen. This was about his own children, amen. This is about his pride, amen. This is about you, the chosen of us. This is about you who was with him before the foundation of the world. This is not about any common people. This is about the people who are born of his bone, who are flesh of his flesh. And I tell you, he's not going to send one word. He's not going to send Gabriel. But I'm not going to go ahead of myself. Amen. And Brother Branham said, stand over here on my left side because I can't let you go. Amen. And he said, I am going down myself. He said, I've watched them all night. I've watched my witness. I've watched over my word too to perform it. I just can't let you go. Because I'm going down myself, amen. Is that they just about now to go down in the fiery furnace? See, the trials may be hot. Amen. I said, isn't it strange? God lets you come right to the last step of the road. Seems like he doesn't care. He's just sat, but he's watching you. I think of when he was looking down into Babylon. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he's watching me. He watches you, amen. See, he's watching over you. And as God rejected the, you know, rejected the offer of Gabriel and rejected the offer of warm wood, Brother Branham said he can see himself stand off of his throne, amen. And he dropped his princely garment right behind him, amen. Hallelujah. And he said, I look over there on the north side. And he said, there was a thunderhead right there. And he called on the east wind and the west wind and the north wind and the south wind. And he told the thunderstorm to come over to the throne. And he said, as the thunderstorm came to the throne, he said, it's to be stepped on that thunderstorm. Amen. And he said, before he went down, he said, he went by the stream of the rivers of life. And he took a fan with him. Amen. He took a little palm with him. Amen. And that and what did he do? He said that he called the zigzag lightning, amen. And he cracked the skies open, amen. And he started to plumb back down into that fiery furnace, amen. Don't worry, God is going to show up, amen. He is coming down himself in this situation. He's not going to let you be by yourself. He's not going to let you alone. God is watching over his people. Is he looking over the sparrow, Amen. And he cracked open those skies, and he came down. And here was Nebuchadnezzar, and he asked the people, why don't you go and check over and see what's up with those three boys? Let's just see if there's any ashes left of them, amen. And that's how the enemy thinks sometimes. He thinks, why don't you go and check upon those young people? They might have been drowned by this time on the wall of the tents. Why don't you go check upon those believers? They might have gone over on a limb. They might have left the message. They might have stopped believing on the prophet. Why don't you go check down on them? But I say, open that fire of furnace. Oh, they saw something that they couldn't believe. They saw something that they were not expecting. And there he was, that fought man, as the son of man, as the son of God, standing in the fire of furnace, amen. And I tell you, he is going to stand beside you. Amen. But one day, there was the people that were in captivity. There were a people... They were born in sin and shame. 
There were people that were going towards the furnace of death, amen. There was no hope for them. They have lived between, the, they have lived under the, the blood of bulls and goats, but that was not enough, amen. And when God looked down to those people, he saw that there was his people, amen. And as, as the same way that he came down on the fiery furnace, amen, he stood off his throne, amen. He took down his princely garment, amen, and he wore a, a robe of flesh, amen, and came down on the form of Jesus Christ, amen. He couldn't send Gabriel for to do that work. You see, the Bible said that there was no one who was worthy to do that work but there was only one man who was worthy and he came down himself amen to bring that redemption plan because he was the God who was created from the beginning for one purpose and that was to bring redemption amen because he was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world amen and as he wore that princely as he wore that robe of flesh and he came down amen and what a beautiful type, Brother Branham, speak of Elijah and Elisha, amen. He said Elijah was a type of Christ, and Elisha was a type of the church, or a type of the bride, amen. But you ought to notice one thing, amen, that all the time Elisha had his eyes on Elijah, amen. See, Elisha was serving Elijah, amen. Whatever Elijah was doing, Elisha was there, and he was witnessing it. He was witnessing the power of Elijah. See, he never turned his eyes away from Elijah, amen. And I believe that's what we ought to do. Never turn your eyes away from God, regardless of the situation. Never look away from him, because Elisha never turned his eyes away from Elijah, amen. But he kept on following Elisha, Elijah, wherever he went, amen. He saw the works. He was being a witness. Brother Branham said, three stages that Elisha followed Elijah. And Elijah was a type of Christ, Elijah the type of the church. He said, I go up to Gilgal first, justification boy faith. And then he said, now you stay here to the church. But a young and old prophet, a type of Christ on the church, he said, as long as your soul lives, I will not stay here, but I am going with you, amen. See, don't stop at justification, amen. See, Elijah was following him, but he did not stop at Gilgal, amen. And, 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 and he went up to Gilgal, and when he got him, he said, now, I think he comes down to the school of the prophets, and Brother Branham, you know, but, you know, he comes there and he says, you stay here. Now you stay here. The Lord is calling me up, yeah, to the school of the prophets. And he said, as the Lord leaves and your soul never dies, I'm going with you. I'll not leave you. You see, that's the church. See, keep your eyes on Jesus. Wherever he moves, you go. Amen. And Elijah kept no witnessing of the power of Elijah. Amen. And he kept on following Elijah. Amen. Until the time they came to Jordan, and Jordan means that, amen. And he said that was the last stage of the journey, amen. And as they got there, you see, Elijah took up his mantle and he struck that Jordan Sea River, and the Jordan River gave way, and they walked on dry land onto the other side, amen. And Brother Branham said, and when they got on the other side, he said, I hope this soaks into the Branham Tabernacle. Plumb down to the marrow of the bone. Not when he was at Gilgal. Not when he was at the school of the prophet. Neither when he was on the side of Jordan. But after he had crossed Jordan, follow him every step of the way. 
He said, you are willing. You say, I accept Jesus as my personal Savior. I'll quit my bad habits, but come down to Jordan. Why you have to die out? Where all the things of the world, all your friends and everything has forsaken you. Keep your eyes on him alone. That's what he said. I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going with you. Right on through Jordan. Amen. He said, I like that. Why? I am going to be a witness of it. And he said, he passed through Jordan. Amen. See, we should keep our eyes on him. You see some people have been baptized on different things. Keep your eyes on him. Amen. Don't stop a justification. You know, it was Gilgal. Don't stop a sanctification, which was the school of the prophet. But go on with him. Amen. The Jordan, which is that. Amen. Which is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And here it is. I want you to get this after he crossed Jordan. Then he said, what will you? He said, after he crossed Jordan, then he said, what will you? That I do for you. Amen. Now notice now they have crossed Jordan. Now everything have died away from them. And now Elijah is asking Elijah a question. He said, Elijah, what will you that I should do for you? See, you need that qualification. And that is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And after that Holy Ghost came down, after they has crossed that Jordan, now he said, what will you want? You now speak the word. What do you want to be done to you? Amen. He said, that's what Christ wants to know of the church tonight. After you've separated from the tents of the world. After you've become a new creature in Christ Jesus. After you're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. Crossed over Jordan and all tents of the world dead behind you. Now ask what I can do for you. I like this, amen. And what did Elisha ask? Elisha asked a double portion of the blessing that was on Elijah, amen. And Elijah said to him, you indeed have asked of a heart, but if you will see me go, Hallelujah. He said, if you will see me go, you will receive what you have asked. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, he had been a witness. Amen. And I believe Christ said the same to his people. The greater works than this shall you do. Amen. And we have seen him go. Amen. But you see, that's not the end of it. You see, Elijah, Elijah, sorry. The chariots of fire came down. And they took Elijah away. And as Elijah was up going, he said Elijah took off his mantle and he dropped down his mantle, amen. And as he dropped down his mantle, Elijah went and took the mantle and put it upon his shoulder. Now I want you to notice one thing. All this why Elijah had been following Elijah. You see, when they got to the sea, when they got to the Jordan, it was Elijah the smartest. It was Elijah that went first. Amen. When all when Elijah went first, Elijah just followed. Amen. But now Elijah got the mantle. Amen. And now Elijah had to go back to be a witness. Amen. And you see, Christ came down and he got to that river the sea of Jordan. And you see, he overcame death. He overcame sin, amen. He overcame everything that could be overcome. But now Elisha, now he goes the mantle and he goes to the same river, amen. Because that Holy Ghost, which is a type of the mantle, had come upon him. And now he could overcome death. Now he could overcome sin. Now he could overcome anything. That is God. That is Christ. Elijah had already overcome. Amen. Amen. See, it's not just following him. 
Well, there is something that Elisha asked, and he received it. And what he received was the same power that was in him. But even he said, the greater works than this shall you do. Amen. No wonder that the prophet could speak squirrels into existence. Amen. No wonder a storm, he could push it back and say, you storm, go back. You see, what was it? It was those greater works. Amen. See, he has taken up on the mantle. Amen. And nothing else could stand on the way of, on the way of Elisha this time. Amen. See, as the mantle came, the mantle was like a quickening power. Amen. The mantle came to quicken that promised word that Elisha had asked. Amen. And when the mantle quickened that word, amen. Man. Now Elisha could be a witness of that word. Elisha could walk and know and, and know that the very same promise, that same word, that same power that was in Elijah has now been poured down unto him in a greater way that he can overcome anything that will come in his way. Amen. Amen. Now sickness could be overcome. Amen. Any type of sickness could be overcome. Because the mantle has come upon him. Amen. But you see, as we read, as we read in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you see there was another time that there had come another time that Jesus has come on the scene and, you know, he had been crucified, amen. He was a type of Elijah, he had been crucified, and you see, he went up, amen. But he said it wasn't just going up, but he said it was going to send the comforter, amen. And Brother Branham said, he said, but before you go, wait up yonder at the city of Jerusalem. Because the same Holy Ghost, sorry, the same Holy Ghost mantle that's upon me is going to come down on you. I am going to send it back, amen. And while you are sitting in your rooms this evening, amen, and you who are sitting in here this evening, amen, I tell you that mantle, amen, has been released down, amen. But you see, once in Elisha had to go pick up that mantle, amen. See, the mantle is there. And the mantle can fall down, right? It's already fallen down. But you can pick it up by what? By believing on the word of God, by taking him out his word, amen. Amen. And they went to the city. And went to the city of Jerusalem. Hallelujah, the prophet said. And there was baptized with the same Holy Ghost that was upon Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Then you were a witness of me as Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. And I said, and we tonight as the church of God, brother, sister, who will claim to kiss the rims of the blessed cup of his blessings. With the baptism of the Holy Ghost falling upon us and enshrouding us, baptized us, baptized us into His Spirit, and going out as His witness, He said, "How can we hold our peace in a day like this when corruption and stuff is on every side?" He said, "Let us stand and bear record of the truth." He said, "Amen, wonderful. I believe this is the time for us to stand and bear record of the truth. Amen. That He is the living God. Amen. He is dropped." down the mantle, amen. It has come down. The Holy Ghost has come down. Don't stop at Gilgal. Don't stop at the school of the prophet. Go all the way through Jordan and don't just go through Jordan and say, I got an experience. Stay there until the mantle come back down on you because that is the resurrection power that has come back in the bright of this time. Amen. 
And you see, when that man who come there came down upon the people, see, indeed they received the Holy Ghost, but there was another time that the threatening came, that the trials came, and they said, the Bible said, oh, there was one day that I went up on the room, and they went to pray because of the threatening of the people. See, you may say, hey, I've got the Holy Ghost, and amen, and praise the Lord for that. But you see, trials are going to come. See, the Holy Ghost has now got a period, because the Holy Ghost is Christ, and Christ is eternal. You can never come to a place that you can say, I have got enough of the Holy Ghost. In the moment and you say that, you're just giving room to the devil to strip in the yo and strip everything that you've got already. But one, and I want you to know that you can still pressing on, you can still get more of that Holy Ghost because indeed, those people that day they were filled with the Holy Ghost in the upper room. But when the threatening came, when the trial came, they went back to pray. And the Bible said that they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And I believe the same them in your rooms, in your homes, wherever you are now, whether you got the Holy Ghost or not. I believe it is time for a refill. I, I want a refill right now. See, I don't want to stay where I'm at. I want to move on with the Lord. If it's given us some time at a time, let's get some refill. Let us not just be slumbering and slumbering and just staying at home and doing nothing. But let's press them for more of God. Let's press them for a refill. Amen. And see in 2 Corinthians 1, 11, 25. See the coming of the mantle and, and the Holy Ghost doesn't mean that it's going to be an easy road. Look at the life of Paul. He said, Thrice I was I beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. At night and day I have been in the deep. Amen. He said, In journeys, in journeying, oftentimes in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. See, even though Paul had a mantle, but there were trials. There Everything came upon him, but you see, God never changes. He was the same God, and Paul carried through his commission. And no matter what the trials or the testing that will come on you, God is going to carry you through the commission. See, the mantle does not just come with the blessings. The mantle also comes with trials. Amen. Amen. Because he's got a picture in his mind of you, and he has to bring you to that. You are a masterpiece of us, and a masterpiece must be shaved, shaped, amen. The masterpiece must be caught, must be done different things to what for it to express what has been called to do, amen. Amen, and in this last age that we're living in, in this seven church age, amen. You know, there was another mighty angel that came down, amen. And he had a little book in his hand, amen. And we know what we're talking about in the book of Revelation chapter 10. See, he came with one, one feet on the right sea, with one feet on the sea, his right, his right feet on the sea and his left on the land. Amen. And you see, when he came, he came to reveal the mysteries that was in the book. Amen. And when the book was opened, amen, we saw ourselves in there. 
Amen. We saw our names under those seven seals. Amen. As they were open, we got to know that we were there. Amen. We got to know that we were a witness all the way long. Amen. And if we were a witness there, amen, and we've come at this time to be manifested, amen, that we must continue to be a witness. Amen. We cannot give up being a witness if we saw him, if we saw our name. Amen. And you see, when the book was open, it came with promises as well. Amen. See, when the book came, you know, John said, give me the book. See, John went and took the book. Amen. And when he took the book, notice one thing that there were two parts to the book. There was a bitter part and there was a sweet part to the book. Amen. And see, we believe in this message. And friends, it is not good and nice and dandy. There is a sweet part to it, but there is the bitter part to it as well. Amen. It is not always going to be a blessing. There is going to come the trials. There is going to come the hard part of it. Of denying the world and living things behind you. Amen. But you see, through the bitter and the sweet, there was one thing that they were to do, and that was to prophesy again. Amen. There was one thing they had to do. See, all the bitter and all the sweet come together. It was to bring one thing, and that was to prophesy again. Amen. And I believe we are living in that season. Amen. To be them kind of witnesses. Amen. See, friends, it's not all the time you have to cry. There are some times you just pick the word and you just believe that word and you just stand on that word and see God manifest himself. Amen. Because God has not changed, amen. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And though on that day he came down as the fourth man in the fire, I tell you today, that fourth man in the fire is right in here, amen. That fourth man in the fire is coming to a people that is called the bride. I don't know what kind of fire furnace that is burning before you. I tell you, that fourth man can quench any fire furnace. It's right in here. The mantle has dropped down, amen. And it's called you to be a witness. See, God, he is still God, amen. And he has not changed even one bit, amen. And he's come down to be and wanting you to be his witness, amen. Hallelujah. I will stop right here, amen. Hallelujah. But you see, God hasn't changed one bit. We ask the musicians to come up. And it's one to you to be a witness, amen. It's the same God of the past. He's the same God of the present, amen. And he's the same God of the future, amen. The same God that healed cancer is the same God today, amen. The same God that removed blood clots is the same God today, amen. The same God that can take a broken arm and fix it is the same God today, amen. He hasn't changed one bit. God is still God, amen. And he wants to prove himself to a people. He wants to prove himself in a people that he is still God. Amen. You name one thing that is greater than God. There is nothing that is greater than God. And that God is in you. Amen. What is your need? What is your cry? You speak the word. Amen. Hallelujah. 
I believe that you want to be a witness this evening. Why don't you raise on your feet if you want to be a witness? And why don't you start praising that God who is God? Why don't you start giving glory to that God who have never changed? Amen. That God was the same yesterday, was the same today, who is the same forever. Amen. That God, amen. That whether you love him or whether you don't love him, he is still God. Amen. Whether you serve him, whether you do not serve him, he is still God. Amen. If trouble comes, he is still God. Amen. You just call him on the scene. Amen. I think we've had God lying in the boat, sleeping for too long. I think it is time for us to go wake him up. Amen. And bring him on the scene. Because God is God. Hallelujah. Whatever's on your heart, Sister Naomi. Amen. The Lord bless you this evening. Amen. Go and be a witness in these times. Because God is still God. And He wants to prove to you that He's still God. Just let Him have the preeminence in your life. Let Him be your guide. Let Him be your lead. Amen. For Him to prove Himself again. How many want to be a witness this evening? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. We invite Brother Ed to come. Amen. God bless you. Continue to be a witness. Amen.